Welcome to the Happiest Person in Real Estate podcast. I am your host, Katie Clancy, the happiest person in real estate. This week on the Happiest Person in Real Estate, we are chatting with my friend and colleague, Evan Walsh. We are also Zooming, which is something new for me with this podcast. Clearly, I am dressed for a podcast. Um, but I'm excited to do this uh, with Evan. He is a good friend. He's a great professional, and I am really excited to hear from him. Evan, welcome. Hello. How are you? I am very good. Now, before we actually jump right into talking about why you're here and what we're going to talk about, I need to brag on you a little bit. Okay, go go right ahead. <laughs> I, I don't I don't invite slouches onto this podcast just the best people. So, and, and I'm going to talk about some of the things that you've done and some of your achievements, which are only half of the story. And that's kind of why I want you on here, but let's just start. So Evan is uh, named one of the best agents in America by wall street journals, real trends list. He designed owns and operates a top five ranked luxury real estate site uh, by Google for Massachusetts. He's the former chairman of the Greater Boston Association of Realtors Communications Committee. He is a William Ravis Luxury Marketing Advisory Committee. He's ranked top 100 social media marketing agents worldwide. And he has been in the William Ravis Chairman's Elite Club from 2007 to present and ranks in the top 10 company-wide, which is a pretty major achievement because our company Ravis is, uh, we get some heavy hitters that we yeah. so some really strong competition there that we are sure. um, up against. So Evan works in Boston, and um, as many of you know, I'm down in the Cape, so we're not too far from each other. We uh, cross pollinate from time to time. So anyway, yeah. Evan, you're all that in a can of corn. Like, <laughs> what is up with with that? Um, I, I I brought you on here because, like I said, that's half of the story. Yeah. Um, but you're so you're so much more than that. So welcome. Um, Thank you. Yeah, part of the thing is that people people look at someone like you and they're like, "Oh, that must be great." Yeah. Nice for Evan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in this, you know, he works in this shishi neighborhood and all these things that you have going for you. Yeah. Um, but is that why you're so successful? Tell me a little bit more about your your whole story. I think uh, you know the, the interesting and fascinating thing with real estate is it doesn't matter what market you work in, you can be extremely successful no matter where you are, really. Um, you know, and you know sometimes the higher end deals are harder to to kind of work on than the smaller ones. So, you know, I kind of have this saying that um, that I throw out there: big or small, we sell them all, and uh, you know it doesn't it doesn't matter. So. If you're able to get a, a big deal together, that's great. You know, looks good for the numbers. It's obviously great in the pocket, um, but it's the little deals that really matter um, in terms of kind of, you know, filling space throughout the year, uh, making sure that you're hitting your transaction uh, numbers and stuff like that. So it really comes down to just, you know, working full time, I think is, is probably the most important thing. Uh, being dedicated and, you know, having a plan uh, that you can sort of implement day to day, week to week, month to month, and then year over year. Those are sort of the things I think that help to really breed success, no matter, you know, who you are or what occupation you have. So that's kind of my yeah. philosophy. I know. And you're, always, and you're one of the hardest workers that I know. You're absolutely, you're, you're like the energizer, bro. You're just like, add it, add it, add it. You're all, you're whatever it is. You're like, bring it. Let's bring it go. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're almost always smiling which people would often 
be like, well, yeah, Evan's one of the happiest guys I know. I mean, like his life is so good. I mean, look at his gorgeous little family and he's got this family team that, you know, you yep. sort of inherited, like, you know, must be nice to be Evan Walsh. I'd be smiling too. Yeah, but, um... <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good to be me out there. Uh, but, you know, I have, I've had my, my own share of hardships. Uh, you know, I was diagnosed with stage three bladder cancer uh back in uh 2017 that was a game changer you know obviously um sort of not really knowing what the future held for a period of time and my focus at that time i mean you're you don't know if you're going to live or die right i mean that's really what it comes down to and your your only hope is that you live and that you're able to you know be there for your family etc but you know, you're faced with this other um, sort of hurdle, which is what if I'm not here, you know? And so I had basically a limited amount of time to try and, you know, get as much business together as I could, uh, not knowing what the future held. Thankfully, I had some great surgeons and great medical, um, you know, facilities here in Boston. And so here I am and I'm able to, you know, kind of take what I learned from that experience and put that into my everyday, which is like, you know, you don't know what tomorrow's gonna, is going to hold. So you gotta give it your all today and hope that you're able to, you know, reap the benefits of that tomorrow, next week, next month, et cetera, so. Well, there's nothing like a cancer diagnosis to really get yeah. your priorities back in order, right? <laughs> like, it, ah, <laughs> mortality, hadn't considered yeah. that. Yeah, you, uh, it's funny, I was, when I was in the hospital, there was a, a younger kid uh, that was in there also. And I said, you know, he had kind of let his diabetes kind of go um, really untreated. He wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. And here I am, I've got hoses hooked up. I'm like, you know, I'm on these different machines. It was awful. And I said to the kid, <clears throat> you know, being somewhat of a younger person myself, I said, you're only invincible until you're not. And that is the moment that everything changed for me. And I was like, you know, I really need to focus on life today and that's sort of you know i think the most important thing that i took from that battle was you know focus on today whether it's life whether it's work and then build towards tomorrow and that's sort of how you create this foundation i think of success um anyway that's uh that's <laughs> sort of the <laughs> the advice i can give <laughs> so you know we really jumped right into i'm guessing the hardest thing that has ever come across your path sure whether it's in life or in business and i would not i don't wish i don't wish a cancer diagnosis on anybody um but the depth of that and the the profound nature of 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 that situation forced you to go deep and then you came out twice as high just yep. with your perspective which is amazing so <laughs> Wow. Like, so that, that's, I don't want anybody to have to do that to, to go up that high. But one of the, the things that I really admired about how you handled that is that you did take it as an opportunity. You took this ad adversity, this deep adversity as an opportunity to literally seize the day. Mm -hmm. You've said that over and over, like, what do I need to do today? How much business can I get going today so that I have can give a future to myself, my family, all this stuff. You really got yeah. busy right away. So yeah. I love the way you responded to that and the way what I call that in sort of my philosophy is composting that chisel, you yeah. know, because chisels coming into your life, boys and girls, like, yeah, it might not be as bad as as what you had to deal with, but it's coming. 
Yep. It's it, 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 Eric Thomas, who is a um, inspirational guy who I really like. He says you're always either in a storm, going into a storm, or coming out of one. Right. Like that's just that's just life. And when he first said that, it made me go, "Oh God, what a negative way to think of things!" Like <laughs> I don't want that. I just want to be happy. I just want to like enjoy life. Right. And when I finally realized, like like it seems like you did that, like no, no, you. It's not that you're inviting trouble, but when trouble comes in you know what to do with it you know how to leverage it um so i think that's that's really interesting i'm wondering if you can tell us about some of your more pedestrian struggles yeah <laughs> something that i mean i'm sure there are people out there who have had you know health struggles that that would you know can identify with what you're talking about but i think a lot more people will connect with some of your more typical um tough times and bad breaks and mistakes and things so i'd love it if you would um tell us about yeah. those So I had uh, it's it's funny that we're talking today because I I just I am just about to complete perhaps the second worst transaction of my real estate career. Oh, <laughs> so you know sorry. it's <laughs> it's all right. At least you're not number one. So right, um, right. <laughs> you know it's um, look the thing with real estate is that you're dealing with different people, you're dealing with different personalities, you're dealing with business. um and you know it's sort of it's not as if you can control everything we do our best to control what we can and that's sort of to mitigate the amount of disruptions and risks and things that like that that can happen um but you know you're always dealing with different people and and so that's the real challenge um thankfully you know it it, it just it it has been a a really challenging process where my clients happen to be my friends um and you know i've really had to try and manage the situation on the other end and sort of buffer them from a lot of that kind of negative bs that was happening on the other side um because one we you know we don't they don't need to know a lot of the stuff that's kind of going they on they don't need to see how a sausage is made nope exactly <laughs> exactly just trust that the people that are making the sausage know what they're doing you know yeah. um and haven't lost a finger in the process but uh <laughs> <laughs> anyway the um you know it's just you've got to be able to try and um i think taking a step back being able to look at the big picture um and trying to process everything without getting caught up and wrapped up in it is yep. is probably the most important thing you can do as an agent um or a professional. You know, yeah. you've got to you've got to take it in, absorb it and then sort of figure out how to recycle it like you were saying and then kind of, you know, feed it out sort of, you know, as it's uh, as you think it it should be uh and that's the best way to handle it, I think. So you're talking about a, a like a really a, a really messy, no, challenging, exhausting all of the above. all about transaction that um you know someone else or, or you know i mean i don't know but you, you but in my when i was earlier in my career those would really scare me mm. and i would either run <laughs> and be like just screw it throw my hands up and be like you know what we're out we're out we're yeah. just not doing and, and like that's not good for your client um or be like oh yeah let's go you know and like you 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 jump in and you get in this ridiculous you know pissing contest with the other you know you get in you sucked into the drama right. and it it doesn't it's it's not good for you so so you you have this sort of you know 
career maturity to mm-hmm. be able to see like this is a hard thing this is a struggle but remembering what your job is right your job is to take care of your clients in the best regardless of who they are right not even especially because they're friends like it that makes it harder sometimes because sure. it adds adds some layers all right so the cancer diagnosis we've got the really really hard transaction that makes you i mean honestly i can't imagine there wasn't a moment during that where you're like screw this like whatever we'll no. we'll go somewhere else yeah i mean um i think professionally speaking it was my job to fix this or well not fix but just make manage the situation the yep. added stress of these folks being my best friends and I'm trying to protect them as well. Uh I'm going to protect all my clients, but you know, there was something a little extra just because I've known, you know, this this friend of mine since kindergarten, you know. Yeah. So yep. I it, it's family. So yeah. when friends like that and family are involved, it's like next level. So Yeah. Um anyway, we managed so it. How- at the table. Yeah, are you are you when he closed it, it, like right now. So if the phone rings while we're on this call, that's not good. <laughs> so no phone. Oh, phone mm. Yeah. Don't no, we're good. Just shut it off. That's what I do. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> that's good. So, so, but so now how, how are you going to leverage that? It's like, I, le- I, I really think that there's no struggle. You should not let any struggle go by without squeezing something out of it. Yeah. like if it's going to beat you up like that if you're going to suffer well then you you sure ought to come out with something so what do you yeah. what do you coming out I, I don't know if you're far away from it yet but what do you what do you think you come out with from this one well i think the the key is that you're always going there's always going to be a bad deal right there's always going to be a deal that that tests your patience it tests your stamina it tests like everything that you have in you um but because this was the second worst deal of my life the first one was the real test right so but what that did was it prepared me for this one so yep. this one was the second worst because i had the experience from the first so i right. was able to manage this one a little bit better it's yep. really taking something away that you can use for the next time you're in a situation like this that will yep. inevitably reduce it so it becomes you know the second or third or fourth or you know it kind of falls down the line um yeah. but it also allows you to you're in a put you into a position where you know some of the other deals that could get out of control or could turn into bigger problems you're also able to kind of you know manage those so they don't become bigger problems well because so, now you're like you can smell it coming you're like yep, ooh, 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 yep this is what i might have done differently i'm going to take a little sort of do some damage control sort of prevention really there. Absolutely. I think you know this as well as anybody. You you just you have to take those experiences, learn from them and then put them in your tool whatever experience that is, put them in your tool belt so that you're able to kind of recall upon, you know, what you did before. And that all comes from experience, you know. Yes. Um yeah. just kind of doing the day to day and um you know, nobody likes those deals, but they happen. So you got no, like listen, nobody likes burpees either, but they make you stronger <laughs> and more fit. So like it's you kind of you kind of have to do it. And that there's there's just no progress without a little bit of pain. That's my philosophy. It's, and if there's pain without progress, you wasted it. That's it. That's what I think. Um okay, I want to ask you um another question. So just from a general perspective. So we got into some real specifics of actual challenges that you have had to deal with. What do you think would be one of your has been one of your biggest challenges in building your business. So if we're talking to a newer agent 
who feels like they're running, you know, they, they just like, oh, I don't know if I can get over this. What are, what were some of your challenges as you were growing your business that you mm-hmm. um, have over, have run into? Well, do you mean from the personal, uh, my personal approach or from a team approach? Because they're two different things. Yeah. You know what? Um, just riff <laughs> on that. Why don't you, uh, <laughs> well, I know I, I have some insights there. Um, uh, why don't you jump into the team one? Okay. I think, um, so the greatest thing about having a team is that you are a team and, you know, you have other people that, uh, that you can count on and rely on. Um, to help out and you know do different things. One of the one of the areas I love the most is teaching um, and helping people kind of achieve you know success and um, you know showing them how to deal with bad situations and make them good and things like that. So those are the things that I, I absolutely love. The challenge with team building is again you're dealing with a lot of different personalities, uh, perhaps different business philosophies. Um, and, you know, di- uh, different skill levels too. So, you know, there's no right way to build a team. It's really just kind of like a synergy thing. You either, you either connect or you don't, and it either works or it doesn't. It's, you know, you can have a formula for success, but if the, if the personalities don't match, then it's, it's not going to go anywhere. Evan, you're dancing around the point. What happened? Oh. What went down? <laughs> well, what was it, the hard thing? <laughs> I Get just... I, I, well, listen, I'm, a, I'm an excellent dancer, um, <laughs> but I think that uh, the, the challenge is keeping, um, is keeping people on the team and keeping them motivated. Um, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Um, have you lost people? We have, yeah. Uh, and, it, and it has been, you know, it's been, I think, mostly due to either uh, lack of experience um, and it takes a lot of time on my end to kind of help build them up. So there needs to be some sort of, you know, entry level, um, uh, I don't know what the word is I'm trying to think, but if you're bringing people in, you kind of need to be at a certain level in order to kind of manage everything that goes into the day to day and then be able to elevate from there. And I mean, it's, you know, it's not for everybody. Um, You know, I think a lot of people may be better as individual agents as opposed to trying to build teams. I think that's yep. another another key facet of it. Um, does that is that working? <laughs> so it sounds like so it sounds to me like you as a team leader have, one of your big struggles is building the team. Yes. Now you've got so you have a few built-in team members like yep. that you never have to question their loyalty. And why is that? Well, because they are my parents. Um, <laughs> so the uh, so that's nice, uh, but I don't know that it's so much loyalty as as much as it's um, look. Real estate is not easy. It's not easy for anybody, whether you're an individual or even if you're on a team. It's a damn tough business to be in um, because there's so many moving pieces. You're you know you're you're trying to manage all of these different things, and until you get to a certain level and you realize how you do manage those things, you're like, what the hell am I doing? So, um, you know, I think it's, it's a, it's a challenge for anybody to come in. And then if, if, you know, I figured it out, I think for myself, um, I haven't necessarily figured it out, you know, from the team building thing, like what we have is working. I'd love to be bigger. Um, but we're still, you know, kind of figuring out how to get to that next level. 
Um, and again, it's sort of like, you know, I think bringing in people that are perhaps maybe more established in the business that can kind of manage transactions on their own is critically important in terms of, you know, team building. And then obviously finding personalities that match too. Um, and they don't have to be the same, just like you need to be able to jib and jive, you know, and kind yep. of work together and and kind of you know flow together i think that's sort of the the most important thing so that's that's actually a really common thing the, the whole build, building a team bringing the right people in and the thing about teams is everybody does it differently right like there's no model you, you try to find a formula for doing what you think is the right thing well, i'll bring these newbies and i'll do that and this will be great and i'll train them up and they'll they'll have no bad habits and they'll you know they'll take right. all of my wisdom like yeah, but you didn't think about their personality type or you didn't think about what sure. their ambition is or their experience level or their work ethic and things like that. She's like, oh, there's more to this. Right. And what I love is that you haven't given up. You're not like, well, looks like I'm no good at this. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> just like, no, it looks like I'm better at this now that I've made some mistakes. Right. Yeah. And, you know, again, I think you kind of you know, I'm still, like I said, I'm still in the process of, of figuring out team building and, and what's the best way for, you know, what my vision is to kind of grow the team. And, you know, you look to the other folks for advice and input and stuff like that. Um, but it, you know, it's, it's a challenge and you just, again, you kind of try to take those experiences, learn from it, and then kind of modify it so that the next time it doesn't, you know, affect your overall business and stuff like that. So, um it's a challenge you know it's it's yeah. not easy for anybody um, no it, it's not and and so which this sort of brings me back around to why i even just you know invited you to come on here in the first place i'm sitting here trying to drive you into the ground and come up with all of these crappy things that yeah. happen in your life and you're like not that crappy not that bad yeah. i'm over it yeah. and i think that's part of that i think is just who you are that's just like i imagine that you probably have a gene that just keeps you generally positive i don't know mm -hmm. that might not be true it could be a big act that you put on for everybody but i'm buying it yeah <laughs> oh, good it's um, working <laughs> um but i but i also think that, that other people can take something they don't have to have like a happy gene to be able to work your way through challenges you don't have to be innately anything except sort of metacognizance like you have to be aware of what is happening how you're feeling about it and if it's if it's really driving you down and it's like something that's really gets you stumped or frustrated or disappointed that's a signal that you got to turn it into something like this is something mm -hmm. that oh jason mraz when some or lonesome i don't you know that song? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying. <laughs> Forgive like, me. You just throw me your bone, Evan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Bobbing my head. Yeah, it yeah. sounds great. <laughs> I'll see if I can like get the song in as the as the audio as the there background music for this song. But my my point is, you win some, you learn some. Right. And if, if these these struggles and failures should you should not be afraid of them. Like this is I I don't like I don't. I would never peg you as scared. I would no. never peg you as intimidated or, you know, fearful of what might be around the corner. That's just, I think, a superpower of yours. I think the, you know, I'm, and I still have a long way to go myself, but I think the most successful people in life aren't afraid to take risks. And it's really being able to sort of 
mitigate those risks so that you know the repercussions if you were if you're wrong are not devastating you know and it's to kind of uh, and again that comes with experience it comes from knowledge that you've built off of past deals past uh relationships and all those things kind of come into play because we're in the people business you know so right. you just kind of you, you you take those experiences um you know but don't be afraid to take risk if you're afraid to grow then you're never going to grow you know so you're yeah. just going to kind of maintain and um now i think that there is sort of an ebb and flow to all of this too i think that you know there are times when you know it's it's the right time to grow and then i think there are times when it might be better to just kind of maintain and then kind of you know seize when the opportunity is correct yeah sometimes um, it's time to throw the roots down sometimes you're throwing some branches out yeah and i think that you know perhaps one of my shortcomings is i'm i'm i was always focused on growth and that mm-hmm. i was you know i think what happens when you're doing that is uh sometimes you go beyond where you should be and then you have to kind of come back to reality a little bit mm-hmm. um and maybe focus on some of the fundamentals of what you know what how you built your business from the beginning and kind of mm-hmm. like let's let's refocus and kind of you know get our stuff together and then kind of you know move on from there and and hopefully not make the same mistakes that you made the previous you know the previous time so as i listen to you talk about that evan again it it drives these so if anybody is listening i want you to listen to how evan's talking and what i want you to take away from this and observe see what i see which is evan's not dwelling on his failures he's not dwelling on his mistakes he's not dwelling on his misfortune bad breaks he's had all of that um and and we'll have more he's talking about what you do next and in going forward and and knowing when it's time to just sort of pause for a moment he he doesn't i wallowing isn't in your vocabulary i just nope. i don't i don't see you and this is why i think you are my people because <laughs> because that that to me is like a victim mentality that puts you in a mm-hmm. out of control like that means you're not in charge if right. you're like oh look what the world has done to me then you're you're not in the driver's seat anymore like yeah i have up. Well, here we go. I got a mess to clean up. I'm going to clean it up and I'm going to move on. And I will take a note from that and try not to make that same mess again. And then you yeah. just sort of derp 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 along and you know? I, yeah, it's not that easy. I mean, I'll, I'm just being totally honest, you know, it yeah. you will deal with stuff, but it's like deal with it for 24 to 48 hours and then move on, you know? So, uh I think that it's 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 unrealistic for people to expect themselves to be perfect. You can try, but nobody's perfect. So, you just, you know, you focus on that, you know, focus on the bad, take what it from take from it what you can, and then, you know, 24 to 48 hours, move on, you know? All right, that's it. We can put that away. It's time to time to move past it. So, that's a really good point because I think people could have to if you hadn't made that distinction, people could have taken away that Evan just sort of goes la la la. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I don't want to talk about that. No. But we're all do. the same, you know. Privately, you have to take that moment. And I, what I call that is sort of a an autopsy of mm-hmm. your failure. You know, yeah. like, all right, let's open this bad Larry up. What did we yeah. do? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Cause of death, impatience, yeah. or boldness, or whatever it is, you know. Sure. And you go, all right, noted. Let's go. But you have to do you do have to take that. You don't have to be public about it or whatever. Whatever your mojo right. is. but you do have to take that time to feel the feels yep. because if you don't feel the fe- the feels are going to be felt 
they're coming for you. So you, you just, sometimes you just got to sit in that discomfort, sit in the mess that you made Yep. for 24 hours, feel the feels, work it out, take the, take the brilliance and then move forward. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's sometimes it stinks, you know, when you open that up, it stinks. But at the same time, you know, there, that aroma within that aroma, <laughs> there's a lot to learn, you know? Um, yeah. and so that's, that's all I'm saying is that, you know, I'm no different than anybody else. Uh, you know, uh, if you have to look inside yourself and, and say, Jesus, you know, like I really should have done something different, or I wish I had done that better, know that move on. And then, you know, hopefully you're off and running. Biggest thing you just said is you're no different from anybody else. We are all the same fundamentally. And, and these are just these little pieces of wisdom and lessons that, that I hope people can take from this. So I just sort of want to recap a little bit. Yep. So if, if you guys are, you know, just catching the half, you know, last half of this year, we're talking with Evan Walsh, who is an absolute superstar, rock star, consistent, very high performer. What's your dog's name? Uh, that's Olivia. Olivia. <laughs> Consistent high performer, like a huge success by any external measure. Um, and I, I brought him in because he's he's had struggles. He's had all the same struggles that you and I have had, building a business and, and you know, doing things, making mistakes, cleaning up messes, self-doubt, all that stuff. Oh, plus he also had cancer. And lived to tell the tale, literally. And like when that was not necessarily clear. So I, I'm hoping that people who are listening can can hear Evan's story, hear his attitude, and hear his tactics, and take something from that, so that when life punches you in the face, which it will, you can do you know treat it the same way Evan does. Yeah, you fall down for a minute, you, your nose bleeds for a while, it hurts. Then you got to figure out where did that punch come from, and right. then try to get punched again. You know, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. You know, exactly. And so if you can take, if you can take, if you, if you can kind of see the punch coming and it's a glancing blow, it's going to do a lot less damage, right? You're not just going to stand there and and take it because, you know, you're tough. Um, You know, you try to, you just be smart. That's all, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. So we're almost ready to wrap up, Evan. Is there anything else you want people to know? Anything else you want to leave them with before we wrap up jeez i think you know the most important thing is to try and have fun Uh, you know if you don't if you don't love what you do then what are you doing you know and i know that all the all these um all the people the motivational people say the same thing but you know the truth is if you can't have fun at what you're doing you're you're not doing the right thing so you either need to do something else or figure out a way to have fun doing what you're doing um, you know, I went to, uh, I, I think you were there actually, I think this is sort of what kind of like, uh, got us kind of working together, like over the last, uh, I don't know, 18 to 24 months, but we went to that Tom Ferry thing down in, uh, Connecticut. And that was like yeah. a hugely, hugely motivational moment for me. Um, you know, I was at a time I was, I was, I'm going to not going to lie. I was like a little depressed, you know? I had, uh, I had kind of, you know, come back from cancer. Awesome. That's great. Uh, business wasn't really kind of taking off the way I had hoped it would. And, uh, you know, I was feeling a little depressed and, you know, when we went to that Tom Ferry event, uh, in Connecticut 
and just sort of like, you know, just a couple of tidbits that I that I took from that, you know, which was like Instagram story, how to use that to your advantage, you know, kind of trying to document sort of things every day um, that put a bug in me and it sort of became infectious. And like, you know, I was like, shit, yep. this isn't really as hard as I thought it was going to be. And it started to build and it started to kind of, you know, that snowball started to get bigger sure. and bigger and bigger. And now I'm kind of rolling downhill a little bit and it feels good, you know? So yes. that's, it's like, find something that you love in this business and just do it. I guess it's like everything, do it well, do it as good as you can do it. You know, look yeah. at you, <laughs> look at you, you know? Look at me in my sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> But you're, you know what it is, it's, and this is the thing I admire about you, is you're always looking for fun and creative ways to grow your brand, grow your business, just like what we're doing today. And you know there is a there is a vibe about you that's infectious. And you know if everybody can capture, not everyone, right? But if they can find their own vibe and and just roll with it and not be afraid of what other people think and just go with it like that's the best advice i can give anybody you know just go you, with it absolutely absolutely and, and you started that by saying if you don't if you're doing real estate and you don't love it either do a different thing or do the thing you're doing differently right yeah exactly so that you do love it and, and start with being a hundred percent you because that's all you got yeah, hundred percent. I tried to be Evan, and I just could not make the facial hair come in. <laughs> I tried. Don't. Please I don't. Try. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, um, this is awesome! I am so glad we did this. <laughs> Me um, too. <laughs> so, if people want to connect with you and maybe bend your ear a little bit, find out a little bit more about you, where should they look to learn more about Evan Walsh? I would say. You know, you can absolutely, anybody can contact me uh, pretty much anytime. I love to help people out. You know, if you have uh, situations in real estate or life, <laughs> cancer, whatever, you know, um, I love to help people if I can and, you know, just kind of provide whatever insight I, I can. If I can, you know, affect one person positively, like, you know, that's, that's all I can hope for. So uh, well, you can find that. me. Where, yeah. Where, where should they go? So Instagram is a great, great place to follow me. Facebook, you know, if, if, uh, if you're friends with Katie, then you're friends with me. So Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> feel yes. free to, uh, to reach out. Um, but yeah, I would say, you know, those are probably the best places. Instagram, Facebook, you know, that's where Instagram, you'll find Facebook, me. Facebook. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Good. And he's a pretty easy Google, Evan Walsh, Walsh team, Ravis, Boston. Yep. He's, he's easy to find because he's also a very good marketer, but we'll talk about that another time. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Evan. Katie, I love you. Love you too. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Happiest Person in Real Estate podcast. I'm your host, Katie Clancy, the happiest person in real estate. For more insights about how you can fight me for that title, Come see me at katieclancy.com.